everybody. Welcome to another podcast episode with me, Josh, and Wakanda Forever. It, it was just a commercial that came on. So oh. I got really excited. Did you see it? N- no. Oh. All I see now is uh, goats, goats. And, uh, and an iPhone 14. Yeah. The did you see the article? Uh, did you see the article about? Um, uh, shoot, I lost his name. Pre- uh, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. No, okay. no. The um, great show. Oh, for crying out loud! The previous owner CEO of Apple d- passed away. Oh, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. His yeah. daughter, who is a model. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And she basically ripped Lisa or whatever. Yeah, they basically ripped Apple for basically saying. The iPhone 14 is exactly like the iPhone 13 with a slightly different chipset. Well, this is also the woman who's bitter at her dad for naming a whole computer series her name. What? He had never met her. (laughs) Asked asked his partner what what his daughter's name was and then came back and was like, cool, thank you. Is that true? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You got to read the Isaac Watts um, biography on Jobs. It's wild. Oh, he was such a bad person. I didn't know that. Yeah. No, I just was thinking it's the irony of it all. Like, they haven't been really, and truthfully, they really haven't been creative no. since. I just saw, though, yesterday, um, there was an original iPhone, mm-hmm. and the original wrapping never opened in a box, was sold for $38,000 American. I'm not surprised, yeah. That's nutty. Well, you know, every organization goes through uh, peaks and valleys, if you will. Peaks and, and valleys. Your natural ten- trend is down, so everything gravity is just pulling you down. So it's it takes innovation to plateau and go up. But uh, you know, they're just riding on the coattails of a genius. You know what it does to me when you talk strategy. I don't so know. I, I nothing. Fair. <laughs> Most people, it doesn't do anything. They're just like, shut up, Josh. You get, We're you, done. You get so excited and you and your shacket when you talk about I strategy. do like shackets. <laughs> you do like shackets. I do like shackets. How many do you own? How many do I own? One, two, three, four, five, six. Oh my goodness. Every day of the week except I Sunday. I take rest days <laughs> on Sunday. Sunday. Like how my dad takes rest days on Sundays from um, his wigs. So. From his what? Wigs. He's got wigs. Wigs. We've, we've talked. Yes. About this no. I, I. I've seen. I've seen your yeah. dad. Yeah. yeah. Wigs. Um. Yeah. It's cool. No, man. It's fine. It's fine. He looks amazing. Well, you know, Moni Singh. Uh, we. Uh, you and Tegan had found a picture of uh, of an, an Indian actor. Yeah. Uh, that was selling tea. I think it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So his name is Amita Bachchan. Okay. Is the actor's name. And uh, just so for everyone knows what happened, uh, Tegan was holding the box and was like, oh, we found your dad in the supermarket. Ha, ah, funny, funny, kind of yeah. racist, not a big deal. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. What? I'm just kidding. Okay. And then he, uh, but then, so I sent him the picture. Yeah. And, and I said, oh, look, Tegan found you in the supermarket. And he goes, I'm much better looking. Oh, wow. Okay. That's my dad, everybody. He's confident. He's a very confident man, which. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, I love him. Yeah, he's great. Well, he's your dad. He's my dad. Yeah. He's um, my best friend. Oh. Yeah. oh wow. Not true, but um, I love him very much. You went into a song there for a second. Uh, 
You feeling it? I just I felt it. Okay, no, I that's felt fair. it. I just had a few of your whoppers. I got a yeah, yeah. coffee. Oh, I feel good. It, here's a here's a hot take, and maybe it's not a hot. Take. <laughs> oh, no, I've had a few hot takes over the years. Um, like my toaster is better than your toaster. Yeah. Um, like Coke is did better we, than oh, Pepsi. Okay. I was like, did we ever have that conversation? No, like just toaster? in general. I've put some stuff on Facebook where oh, it's been okay. really controversial. Like my toaster is better than oh, your toaster. I see, I see. Coke is better than Pepsi type of stuff. Yeah. Um, you do enjoy those. Yeah. Here, here's my new um, dividing line. Okay. Okay. Maltesers are better than Whoppers. I don't even disagree. Okay. So, some people are like staunch Whopper fans. Yeah. They're no. psychos. They're psychos. Yeah. Mal- Maltesers are better. They're the original, aren't they? I don't know if they're the OG, but I do know they taste better. And there, you can buy because they're produced in America. America. I don't know if they are. Well, here's the thing: you can get this alone should tell you everything you need to know. Yeah, you can buy twice the size bag of Whoppers from Costco than you can a half, like half the size bag of Maltesers, and the Maltesers are still more expensive than the double size Whopper. Yeah. Forget the Whoppers. That's stupid. I know. But but the thing is, Costco has them, so you buy them. But You know what I like better than Whoppers from Costco? Maltesers. Wh- Whoppers from Burger King. Come on. Is that a hot take? I don't know. Have you? Had, when's the last time you went to a BK? A while. Just like a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah? It was delicious. I don't think. Carrie disagrees. About the Whoppers? I don't think... Yeah, I don't, I don't think she likes the old Whopper, but... Okay. Like, if you had to go... Okay. Here, here's a little side trail. We're, we're, we're going to get to what we're going to get to. But if you had to go and get a burger. Yeah. From a fast food restaurant. Yeah. Define fast food. Okay. Like I'm not talking like Five Guys or, or okay. any of those places. Like I'm talking like Skid Row. Um, the skid, the, oh. like, you know, like the Taco Bell, oh, that kind of Skid Row. Yeah. Okay. The Skid Row of restaurants. Yeah. Where are you headed? I think I'm going Wendy's. Me too. Yeah. Wendy's burgers, McDonald's fries. If I can have that combo, it'd be heaven. Yeah. I, you know what? I, I don't, I don't love fries. Well, um, I says do a have lot to, about you, but that's okay. Well, I have to, if I'm going to, if I'm going to fry it up, I got to upgrade to a pute. A pute. A pute. Cause if I don't, if I don't. <laughs> Why are you swearing? <laughs> pute. <laughs> so yeah, no, I, I love Okay, the, the Wendy's Asiago chicken <laughs> you do, sandwich is amazing. You do realize that's a swear word, right? Putin? No, but not Putin. The other. Putin. No, that's the Russian prime minister. Yeah, that guy too. Yeah. Don't, don't, Vladimir don't, Putin. Don't, don't take my words out of context. I'm sorry. I'm horrible. But that was pretty funny. No, I, that it, just it's me. only a swear word to you. Oh, it is. Uh, yeah, I'm horrible. Okay. No, that's fine. Anyway. Um, okay. So here is, uh, so you, Wendy's, and yeah. just a regular hamburger? Uh, I do or number four. Like uh, like I know the combos off the top well, of my head? You, here's why. <laughs> when I went to high school growing up, we had a Wendy's just down the street. Okay. And you would get like a number one because it was only five bucks at the time or less. Right. Uh, now it's like a million dollars. Inflation. Yeah. Um, no, number four is the... Um, um, oh, what is it? It's, I don't know. It's something with bacon. It's uh, not a Baconator. It's a... Uh, I forgot about the bacon. Big bacon classic or something? Oh, okay. Something yeah, like that. I don't, I, don't I don't know the names of combos. I, just, I also like the spicy chicken. Spicy chicken. Yeah, it's good. 
It's good. Okay, so um, <laughs> into the real material. No, there. no, that was real material. That was deep. <laughs> that was deep. Okay, Ugh. so my question to you is this: <clears throat> tonight, are and you I'm ready? Not pre- by the way, I'm not prepped for any. You know, of this. you are okay. not prepped. Okay. This, this is um, winging it. Yeah, winging it. Mm, I love wings. Okay, we're coming out of Thanksgiving. Yeah. Okay. My question to you is this. Yeah. So what now? Huh? Yeah. Okay, great. Christmas? No, I mean... (laughs) I don't know. Okay, so I've been thinking about like this whole post-pandemic. I know, okay, we're not going to get into the whole whether we are or aren't, whatever. Yeah, Yeah, okay, I'm not getting into that. What I'm sensing and seeing across Mm. the board is a post you know that feeling we talked about last week about that feeling of after eating turkey. Oh, I see. You're just you're like, blah. Yep. Okay. We're coming out of post pandemic. Yep. We're coming out of two years of people coming and going and up and down and left and right. And, you know, now we have inflation, uh, like uh, out of the wazoo. Yeah, recession. Yeah. Well, there's been no recession. That's probably the issue. Well. Um, and. You have you have this very lethargic, very laissez-faire, je ne sais quoi, apathetic. Mm-hmm. So what? What's now? What like? So what's next? Yeah. Like what? How? How are we? How are we as the church? What's the state of the church to you right now? I guess is my my question. Oh. Like where? What, what, where are we at? What are we doing? Where are we going? How are we getting there? Now, I'm not talking South Point. Just uh, I general. am talking South Point, but, yeah, but I'm talking general, all like general. You look around and, yeah. and aside from a few booming one off communities, sure, or perceived, um, I think a lot of churches are struggling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think a lot of people are struggling. Yeah. And I don't know if they're struggling with faith. As much as they're struggling with that post-turkey dinner, Ugh. just can't get the gumption to be in a small group. Can't get the gumption yeah. to be go to church on a Sunday. Can't get the gumption to even like read my Bible or pray or yeah, um, yeah. So that's my I, thought tonight. Yeah, I so you know I probably I, I deal with this probably on a on a daily basis and not not in a church context but like in a corporate context like when people become i think apathetic and lethargic and the issue is they're not sure what the point is Right, I think people get to points in in careers and in life and in whatever where they go through the motions of things and they you know they do things because they have to do them, mm-hmm. but there's never a tie back to the why. Why am I even doing this? And I think what COVID did was it gave people the space to be like, why? What am I even doing? So then now, when somebody says, "Well, join a small group," I think it's like, okay, but why like i got through a whole pandemic and i'm i didn't melt so i'm fine um right like like all of those pieces that matter that are there and i think your comment like people 
not necessarily struggling with faith, but with probably, and we've seen this for years, is institutionalized religion. Like that's what people are having a hard time with is like, you got to remember the stuff that happened during the pandemic too, or like just outside of it, right? Like, oh, you find a ton of bodies under, uh, you know, old um, residential uh, schools. schools. Yeah. You, you, so people now have time to process all that stuff in a different way because they're, there's more, they're not as busy. So now they're looking at things from different angles. And I think, you know, like some of it is apathy. I think some of it is just people are reorienting the way they think about things in a different way. And and it, and the church, unfortunately, was never ready for this prior to the pandemic. Didn't do jack all during the pandemic because it was like, well, we're just hoping we can get back to normal. And then now that we're back to quote unquote normal, it's like, well, let's just do what we did for 30 years and not deal with people. Okay, and- but even even those churches that aren't going back to exactly the sure. same, <clears throat> are they are they making a, a, an influence? Are they making uh, an impact at all? Because I'm, I'm wondering, even with the churchy people, mm-hmm. okay, that have gone back to church, yeah. that have gone back to organized religion, I think is what you called it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, or institutionalized? Or well, organized. institutionalized, okay. organized, whatever. Okay, like... Do you, I still wonder if they know why they're doing it? Like if there, if if there's any sort. Okay, this is this has all come up because of a tweet that I read. Read. I know. I think it was Brene Brown. I could be wrong, sure. so yeah. I don't want to I'll attribute like it to the wrong person. Sure, we can look it up too. But it was basically along the lines of, like, eighty-five percent of the people that. You, you think and they declare as Christian, yep. Have have no real affinity to the gospels. Yeah. Right? Like this idea of I declare that I'm a Christian, I go to church, I do those things, but in, in reality they they don't pray, they don't read their Bible. Yep. Uh they come to church probably because of quote unquote the Jesus culture. Yeah. The culture of church. It's no different than hockey moms or um, you know, uh, dads who go to basketball tournaments and watch their kids play basketball all the time. There's a certain environment that's appealing and you get used to it. Um, but that, that quote really messed me up a little bit because like, I always knew that, like, I, I always knew that in the U S the a vast majority of people declare that they are, um, believe in the Bible and believe in Jesus, but right. their lives, they don't live it out anywhere near according to scripture. But I think what I'm seeing is a post-pandemic with the apathy. Yeah. But still the attendance. Yeah. But like no no fire, no mo- passion, no motivation, no um and maybe even now either one of two things has happened. Either I'm more aware of it, my eyes are wide open. Sure. Or um it's even more prevalent than it was pre-pandemic. I think probably both, but I would say most, most. I know. I, I, I hate using big but, sweeping. Yeah, not most. I like because I don't know. I think for me, for me, all I can speak about it is for me. Um, 
like I, I think I'm more I'm more resolved in my faith than I've ever been, but it looks very different for me. Like it is not a a do don't thing. It's not a well. I have to be attached to the hip to uh, you know a particular church or whatever it is. For me, it's very like it's very about my relationship with God. Like loving God and loving people, I feel like is the just the theme of of everything that I do on a regular basis. Right. So. When I look at what's going on in the church now, I think people are trying to find a space where, one, you have two, two, two sets of people. Folks that have, haven't given up on their faith, but they've given up on the ridiculousness of sometimes pastors and leaders and, and churches and institutions that are hypocritical in various ways. Okay. That's one. Two... I think there are a lot of people too that grew up in church that were given a lot of rules, a lot of regulations that were giving given wrong thought processes around who God is and what, what he actually does. Uh, and then now, because, you know, it seems like the people that are anti are winning in various ways or like the country's changing and like, now they're they're almost upset because it's like, well, I've spent my whole life holding on to these things and my life's not getting better. So what's the point of holding on to this stuff if my life's not getting better? Right. And the problem is they were taught something that wasn't ne- probably not even biblical, but they just hold on to it because they're like, well, this is what I this is what I know. And then you have this whole other subset, and there's a third part where it's cultural. It's like, well my parents were Christians, all these other people were Christians, then, you know, okay, well, I must be too. But when your whole culture is post-Christian, it, it doesn't even resonate the same way, right? Like you can get away with a lot of things in, when everybody in your neighborhood, everyone in your town, everyone, like 87% or more of people identify as Christian because there's some kind of commonality. But the minute you insert a lot of different stuff and the minute that you... Um, aren't the majority anymore? It shakes people because right. they're like, well, I don't know. so so people have had time to think through a lot of that stuff, and then now with social media, everyone's divided on everything. So through the pandemic, it's like, well, Black Lives Matter one side, and then everyone's like, no, all lives matter, and then you have this whole fight in the middle of it. Um, you have vaccinations, unvaccinated. What's that going to that hurt the church really badly? Um, right. So you have all of these all of these, I don't know what to call them, like all of these strikes against or all of these little like chipping away at. Right. And eventually like you can't, um, you can't sustain something where people are divided all the time. And Jesus, Jesus even says in the scriptures, right? Like a house divided actually is going to fall. Yeah. It's just, it's interesting to me because even so, everything you said there is true. And I don't, sure. I don't disagree with you. So then what now? Because we come out of all of that. And what I see, and again, not in every church. No, no. Sure. But I see a lot of this post, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. 
lethargy. Yeah. This, this, um, I'm, I'm almost mummified, zombified. I'm here, but I'm not here. I'm committed, but I'm not committed. Yeah. Uh, and, and then on top of that, I think with the COVID, what COVID did was, and, and this is maybe, I don't know if you and I will agree on this or not, but COVID instilled in some people, in a lot of people, that their faith, even though it is very personal, is also, to an extent, very private, and I can do it on my own. And I think that is, as a pastor and as somebody who, if I read the Gospels correctly and I read yeah. the Bible correctly, your your faith is private or pu- public and or sorry personal. personal, but it's also very public. Like, and and we're we're better together, and there's a community yeah. involved, and you need people to lift you up and bring, and, and we've. Sh- shunned it or we've we've pushed it to the side for my personal whatever and and it's now infiltrated even in a lot of cases our regular church um gatherings i i I don't disagree that because i mean i was we were saying that stuff prior right like sure People were, you know, well, it's my faith. You know, I can go, God can judge me. Like, oh, but, you know, okay, cool. Yeah, fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, personal, but, not, but, you know, personal, private. Yes. Um, I think it's deeper than that, though. I think people, I think people are, um, people are calling out the, the legitimacy of the community that we say, you know, that the church says that they're part of, right? Like, man, we love everybody. Do we love everybody? We care about everyone. Do we care about everyone? Like, I think people have had time to process some of that stuff and hear stories of other people who have gone through some of those things. And it's been a progression. Like, like that's what I'm saying, right? Like, if the pandemic had happened in, well, okay, take the Spanish influenza. The church thrived through that whole thing. Like, I've I've read articles of... um people like pastors in that particular time actually saying to their people like don't come stay at home don't infect people like you're good just pray, like like let's do this and then through the 20s and 30s like you see a resurgence of like start starting to see like um some various groups really succeeding and thriving but you have a whole thing that's couched in christian culture at the time this happens now and you're in what we call the post-Christian era where after the 2000s, you see just a different philosophical and like ideal vantage point than it was there before. And um, I don't think now you have the same societal pressure to then go to church, then to... You know, be a Christian, then to do all of those other things because you're inundated with a million different things on social media and all that other stuff. So, okay, cool. Well, now if you don't have to, now if it's not culturally acceptable, three, if it's, you know, if you're fighting a PR disaster of like, you know, bones under residential schools, yada, yada, like there's a lot of things that, again, like I say, chip away at it. And people that have been on the fence or folks that have been like, uh, I'm cool with Jesus, but I'm like this whole thing uh, really freaks me out. Um, 
you know, and the more divided everything got, uh, like, how could they not look at it and be like, I don't, I don't know if this is like, I don't know. Right. So it comes back to my original question. Yeah. So what now? For, what now for the church? What what now for <laughs> moving forward? And I know, like, for for me, honestly, it's just about the basics. Like, and I've said this for years. If you can't practice the basics, you're going to struggle with the rest of it. And there's a lot of there's a lot of Christians, especially from the tradition that we come from, right? Like, you want to go deeper. You want to go into you know the the but spir- I don't know how to spir- swim. spiritual realms. You want to fly you know, higher. I want to you know wind blow over me. Oh, blow uh, over. types, right? Blow like. Over. Like you have all of these people that are like, oh, let's get into deep spiritual things and yet can't even love their neighbor we want properly. To, we want to soak. We want to soak. I want yeah. to soak for hours in the presence of Jesus, but then I want to scream at my neighbor. Like I, I like that's where for me I struggle the most is the basics of the Christian faith. The things that should be like non-negotiables, people don't even do. Okay. So so my my question comes back to the same question. Well, this, but so what now? Like go back to the basics, but yeah. if you can't get people who are lethargic and apathetic and burnt out and yeah. confused to even read their bible, but, but or pray or love their neighbor, but this is what I'm saying is like it takes individuals to just keep it really simple. I think like if people will experiment with just loving God and loving people and doing small things on a regular basis, like that, that in and of itself can be something that ignites something bigger. Because when you take away the pressure of, I have to be at this spiritual echelon and people can just live their lives and be like, I love God and I love people. And I want to show them on a regular daily basis through my job or through whatever. And you take away all the, but you're not a pastor. Oh, but, you know, so-and-so is at every prayer meeting. Oh, so-and-so is, you know, in the, they, they're, they've been playing in the, the church band for years. And you should hear how they pray. Like when you don't have that pressure, it, it allows you to look at it from a different lens, right? Like that's why I think things like, um, you know, like getting together with other people in their homes. You mean birch um, can be a great way to have those conversations and act like normal people and see somebody who's living their lives out on a daily basis. That's not overly dramatic about like, I pray for five hours a day. Like, okay, cool. That's great. Like when you have small kids or when you got things going on, you have a job, like how are you supposed to do that? But if you can be around people that are living out like loving God and loving people, that's a, that's a whole different thing. And that's why I say like, what's, what's next? Why, why does there have to be something that's next? I think like, I think it's, Hey, if you, if you really want this relationship with God, that means that you do have to love him. Right. It means you do As, have to. So the dichotomy in, in the statement, though, is if you're doing that personally, yeah. does that mean the global church, the actual church, the, the institutionalized church, as sure. you would call it, that could die in the meantime? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it could. Because 
the big C church has nothing to do with whether or not a building on the corner of the street is up. It has everything to do with are people encouraging each other in their faith? Yeah. Like when you look at the New Testament, they didn't have any darn buildings. Like, I, and I've said this for years. I challenge anybody to look at the first 10 chapters of Acts. There's nobody out here that's like, you know what we should do? We should build a building and make it into a place where only Christians can gather. We should do that. Not one person. What do they do? They gather together, they encourage each other, and then they go out and they live their lives like that's what it looks like in the in the New Testament and everyone talks all the time for years you and I've heard this for years in ministry oh you know let's be like the early church do you really want to be like the early church they didn't have any buildings they didn't have any budgets they didn't have anything and yet they're out here being completely and utterly successful because what they're sharing with people is to them something that is deeply convicted like is is a con- deep conviction of their hearts and they're doing life with people like the world was better because the church at that particular point in time, the first, you know, five, when you look at the first 300 years of church life, like, uh, you know, in the, in the, um, in the, those early centuries, like the church was the feeding program for the local community. The church actually helped people get better through like education and through medical realities. The church, when they saw a need, they were like, you know what? We don't have a building, but what we'll do, we're going to go help all these poor people over here that are hurting and are, are, are downtrodden. Like they took care of the, like they took care of communities. Did they do it perfectly? No. But what they didn't do was to say, you know, we're going to go over to this building over here and hide uh, and sing some nice songs. And hope everybody comes. Meanwhile, lepers out here just dying and poor people over here just busting a gut. And you got, you know, uh, all kinds of bad things happening. They're being persecuted and they're like, it's fine. Persecute me, but I'm going to take care of this person while I'm, while I'm doing it. Like, it's a, di- it's a whole different thing. And that's why I say, get back to the basics of it. Because we can talk all day long about like, well, how are we going to revitalize things? You know what you want to revitalize? Talk to your neighbor like you do. Or like, that should pump a Christian up just to be with people. Those are the things I think that we have to get back to, like not even back to, start doing. Instead of worrying about like, well, how are we going to have our worship teams be able to play the worship music if the in-ear monitors are not working? Like, get out of here. Like, it, it doesn't matter. Have you, have you ever had your in-ears not work, though? I have. <laughs> it's the worst. It is the worst. But what I'm saying is, okay, no. cool. Like, you know, in-ear monitor. Oh, it's, oh, it wasn't perfect. Well, who cares? Yeah. Like, who cares? Yeah. Like, it's no, all right. It's good. It, it's good. I had a good conversation with someone this week <clears throat> who, who said that he felt that over the last couple of years that God had been stripping away the stuff we've so heavily relied on <laughs> yeah. to bring us back to the fact that it's not about us. It's not about our buildings. It's not about it's everything about else. It's you. It's I'm about. sorry, Lord for the thing. And you know what I love about that song? That, that exact part I just sang, I'm sorry, Lord, for the things I made it. Like what, what a, what a, you know what? I was wrong. I was wrong. Mm-hmm. I made it into things I should never have made it. And nowadays, what are we saying? We're like, well, 
Why have you forsaken us? Look at how look at how bad the world is and how bad the church is doing. Like is it is it God's fault or is it maybe our problem that we've made it into things we should have never made it into? Anyway, rant over. That's it. That's Bye. it. Bye.